0: Here's uh, NBC NBA writer, Kurt Heelan. How you doing, Kurt?
1: I'm doing good, guys. And Yes, I, I don't disparage Carl Lewis's singing, please. <laughs>
2: well Beautiful. Let, 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 Let's Beautiful. have you weigh in on this. In the 90s, do you think Greg Norman was a top five recognizable athlete in the world?
1: Ooh, you mean top five in the world? Like just his recognition? Yeah, and... I'd have to think about that. My guess would be... Top, yeah, top ten, but maybe not top five. I'd have to think about who was there at that point. Yeah,
0: right. Like, it's tough. He like, was
1: certainly, I mean, he was certainly a very popular name worldwide. He had that kind of engaging personality and won enough to stick around. So yeah. he was in the mix. We'll say that. We'll the leave top it at that. Yeah.
0: There's Kerr, There's a man of integrity, basically yeah. stuffing you in a locker <laughs> with your take that Greg Norman was the most recognizable athlete in the world. Um, anyway, Kurt, the the Could Raptors...
1: You tell my wife I'm a man of integrity? Could you yes,
0: say, I will. Yes. Part?
1: Yeah, thanks,
0: thanks. I will record that <laughs> and make sure it's sent to the appropriate parties. Um, the Raptors needed that last night. They get it last night. You know, we keep going back and forth in terms of what is realistic with this team. Uh, it wasn't pretty offensively. It's still stagnant at times. But defensively, the energy, the health is there. So, you know, what is your read on, on the ceiling of the Raptors here the rest of the way?
1: It's... They've been kind of just a frustrating, disappointing team all year, just because I was much higher on them going in. I thought, I thought they'd be a top six team, no problem, and, and a threat in the playoffs, but it obviously hasn't been that way. They've looked much better, uh, since bringing Jakob Pertle back to the fold, just because of the rim protection. But I'm not sure, look, there's kind of a clear top four in, in the, in the East, and I'm not sure, yeah, I, Toronto can make the playoffs. They can get in, you know, through the play-in, but I don't know, even if they get in, that they bounce. I mean, you get in that through the play-in, you're 7 or 8, you get your choice of Boston or Milwaukee, and I just don't think they're playing near that level right now.
0: No, they're not. And it's interesting, the, the Scotty Barnes chat has been a big part of the conversation up here. And last night, in the fourth quarter, again, he's been consistently doing this. He comes alive in the fourth. He... I think he had eight points, five boards, four assists, a couple blocks last night. He's playing the five to close out the game, the energy, had a couple of big offensive boards. But coming into the season, the thought was, you know, we'll get the ball in Scotty's hand a lot more. Yet his most effective play this year, Kurt, has really been when he's playing the five. Like what is your, your projection on what he is in three years? And if he had to pick, is he closer to a big or is he closer to to a a to a, to a guard-type player when we get to that point in three years?
1: I don't think he's a I don't think he's truly a big, despite having some decent size and the rather positionless nature of today's NBA. I, I still don't think he's kind of a big. I think he's more of a stretch four type of, of I mean, I guess that's technically a big, but I he's more of a guy who plays the three four to me and, and is working on the perimeter than somebody working inside. Um I just think that he has worked well at the five in those settings but that's just because the you roll out this I, the thing that i thought would make toronto so tough to play against this year which is you roll out just a whole bunch of interchangeable long athletic guys and so in certain matchups at the five he can be a real problem
2: brian just said three years in the next three years is that kind of on point with the timeline we're looking at this guy uh Brian is is also mentioned in the past. It's kind of like a twenty seven, twenty eight year old league. That's where you kind of do your damage. Where do you think Scotty's yeah. path will be?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that, that that number's getting younger. It feels like in the NBA, maybe it's just because guys are entering the league at nineteen or twenty, and so you know, by the time they're twenty four, twenty five, they've been in the league five years and and kind of have their footing under them. But I think. Most guys hit their peak, let's say yeah i say twenty six to thirty that's kind of the the, the sweet spot um, and yeah so I'd, I'd probably look at Scotty as like, okay, where is he in three years, and then how do we take advantage of those of of the of wherever he is? how can we take advantage of those three years beyond that uh he hasn't he hasn't made leap i think everybody kind of hoped for this year or kind of expected but i think part of that was made a leap in the middle of last season right like mm-hmm. he, he i don't he didn't start off quite as fast as as, as uh you know um evan mobley but finished really well and, and seemed to find his stride the second half but we just haven't seen that for whatever reason we just haven't seen that this year
0: with uh kurt Heelan of nbc pro basketball talk so KD makes his uh return and his debut tonight for Phoenix in Charlotte. They should win this game by 25, and KD should ease in pretty easily, but big picture, if he returns to form the way he was playing before he got hurt, is Phoenix a clear-cut favorite for you in the West? What, what is it going to look like when KD finally fits in and, and looks like himself?
1: I don't think they're a clear-cut favorite. I think that they're a contender with questions to answer, and, and those, those are less about Durant to me, um, he's just the most uh, malleable. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, it's just a superstar where you can kind of, wherever you plug him in, his game works. He's just, he can work off ball. He can do some on ball. He, you can make things work with him. And I think taking some of the pressure off of Chris Paul and, and Chris Paul having to shoot less is his shots just not falling. Um, you know, Father Time's winning that race a little bit this year. That's good for them. I think their offense will be fine. And my questions are, A, can they get any defense? Are they going to be good enough defensively right now? They, they, I'm not convinced that they're going to be a very good defensive team. And a lot of this falls to the second part of it, which is DeAndre Aiden specifically, but in general, are guys ready to sacrifice parts of their game and give up touches and do the things that you have to do to be a championship team? Is DeAndre Aiden, hey, I know you've gotten along so well with Marty Williams in the past. Well, we're going to take away your post-touches, and we'd like you to just rebound, block shots, set some picks, roll hard to the rim, and be more of a fourth-option role player. Is he ready for that, or is he going to push back against that? Those are kind of the questions I've got about them right now. So I think we'll learn a lot over, probably not tonight, against the, the Charlotte JV team, but eventually we'll learn over the next month about them.
2: The West has contenders like the Grizzlies, Nuggets, and now the Suns with the addition of KD.
1: Uh, but are the Warriors still the team to beat out there? I, I'm less I'm I'm less on their bandwagon than most. And even that, and even that with that say I will say, if they get Curry back in the next couple of weeks, and watch out, like they, they are, we've we've seen as recently as last June, guys. They 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 know how to win. They know how to flip that switch but they have not defended at the, the, that level this season. They, they are 21st in the league in defense, and mm-hmm. maybe, again, it's, I think they started out the season with a championship hangover. They certainly miss the depth that Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second brought last year, and they got Gary Payton back now, but he's injured. Maybe it all comes together in the last month, but I'm just a little less convinced that, Look, they're absolutely dangerous, but I'm just a little less convinced that they're in position to flip the switch as easily as as I think we want to believe they will. I'm just – I'm really just hesitant on them this year.
0: Yeah. Seems like the same logic applies with the Lakers where everyone's just assuming it'll come together and it's just –
1: LeBron can't
0: walk. LeBron's not playing for at least two weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play again all year. Like, if they lose a bunch down the stretch here –
1: Yeah, well, that's and yeah, they, tonight um, um, they're going to sit Anthony Davis as well. Right, I mean, why they're, not? <laughs> they're, they're. I mean, part of it is also that they're just they're twelfth. You guys it. know this even from the NHL, right? It's not. Sometimes it's less about the games or points you have to make up, and more about how many teams you got to climb over. Mm-hmm. Like oh it's, yeah. <laughs> those teams. Those teams are trying to win too, and and New Orleans is stumbling, and Utah is stumbling, and and maybe they help you out, but. <laughs> You got to go win some games, and right now, I mean, that team was always built on, and this roster is as well. Even with the additions at the trade deadline, it's built on the concept that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are absolutely elite players, and we just put we, we finally got we finally decided to get back to putting shooting and a little athleticism around them because you know we we did we won a championship that way, then decided, no, let's get away from that. That worked too well. So Not kidding. Um, they're back to it now, but if LeBron, I mean, they've got 21 games left and if LeBron misses 10 of those, are, are you going to rush him back from this foot injury? So you can try to scrape into the nine or 10 spot and, and power your way through the play in and hope to get the eight seed and, and, upset? I mean, that's you're you've made your road really difficult.
0: Yep, that's the reality now the rest of the way. Here's Kurt Heelan of uh, NBC and uh, Pro Basketball Talk. Always great catching up with you, Kurt. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll do it again soon. Thank you for this.
1: Uh, Anytime. Take care, guys.
0: There he is, Kurt Heelan. Again, uh, Kevin Durant making his debut tonight. Um, My buddy responded. Okay, what do you have? on Greg Norman being the most popular, well-known athlete in the world in the 90s. He wrote,
2: Probably Tyson, Jordan, Gretzky, Bonds. He's like, maybe he's in the top ten, but I'm not sure about the top five.
0: Mm-hmm. Shaq. Shaq. Yep. There had to be big soccer players that we're not thinking of in the 90s. Ronaldo? Yeah, the original Ronaldo, like the yeah. Brazilian Ronaldo.
2: Rivaldo. Exactly. Rivaldo. Rivaldo.
0: Rivaldo. Yes, Rivaldo. Rivaldo. Um trying to think of who else would have been like Beckham uh, came in well there in the was somebody 90s. sent
2: us a list there's Dion Sanders Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Yep, Patrick Agassi, Ewing I'm you, Agassi was hugely Agassi, popular yeah. um yeah, but, yeah okay. Greg Norman just like it's just a it's a goofy comment am sorry <laughs> David Faraday goofy. goofy okay but he comment. doesn't
2: deserve to be tortured for it like my god he was in the ballpark I'm wow. saying he's
0: not in the ballpark He's yeah, not. Yeah. He's down the street. Well, he
2: was, and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to say he's not is wrong. Well, he's they're, in they're, the ballpark. There, There's probably easily, like now I'm looking at it, probably 15 <laughs> names that you
0: would choose before
2: <laughs> that. Yeah. Thanks.
0: And his goofy hat <laughs> and, is I, and I yes. and
2: Believe me, here's the thing. I'm not a golf guy. I certainly knew who he was of because course. of the hat. Of course. And, you know, I used to call him the fuzzy shark. I don't know why, but like and
0: the '96 Masters meltdown, s- everyone remembers that. <laughs> yeah, that is iconic. Mm-hmm. But, that uh, is iconic. Oh. Anyway, all right, so we'll come back with our picks. All right, the Ernie Palmer's coming up. It's an elevated event. It's a big one. It's a great course. Come back with those picks. Our best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Tee up Leafs Edmonton one more time as well. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN two.